you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back to Common Folk. All right, our mics are back on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Gotta yeah. shut you guys off every he now and then. He has to mute us because I guess I'm the talker. You well, don't, you don't, you don't listen. I mean, I tell you something and you just don't listen. Well, that's pretty normal. <laughs> well, that's just selective hearing. Yeah, yeah. if I yeah, always exactly. listened to yeah. you, there'd be a yeah. problem. And you don't want to interrupt our stellar intro from Eric Bergett there either. No, so that's, that's true. Right. That's Again. true. So we already heard a voice. We got a guest on here this week. Who yeah. We got? Who do we got, Andy? Yeah, yeah. Kim Cavillac. Very good, very good. From Ooh, the Nebraska right. Brewing Company. And I, do you really have a title or is it just like the queen of everything? You do it all. What I, it should happen. Okay. Oh, I like right, that. That was actually yeah. my title. That's so, great. Um, I do all the shit that nobody else does or nobody else can do or nobody else wants to do. Okay. But you Somebody's probably know how to do it. it all, though, too. Pretty much. Okay. I didn't know that, but that fits very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I have not brewed beer. Um, and that may be it, or drive the forklift and I could be forklift certified. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to be certified? You do. And it's really mm-hmm. easy. It would take half a day. Guess what? Don't want to. Well, like you said, the stuff that <laughs> nobody else wants to do, like yeah. brewing beers, probably the sexy part, right? Yeah. That's fun. And, uh, who doesn't want to drive forklift? Right. I mean, for me, I'd, I'd be mobbing around in that thing in the factory. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> then all the other crap, like, Hey, Kim can do it. Yep. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. The phone calls, the paperwork, all of it, telling somebody, hiring somebody. Yep. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'd want to drive the forklift though. Yeah. So in honor of having Kim <laughs> here, I uh, yeah. actually swung by the brewery yes. this week and picked up a case of beer, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. And I got one of your new ones and I haven't tried it yet. Okay. It's the uh, pickle fight. Oh, oh I've yeah. seen that, yeah. But it's a spicy one. And Ooh, it, and I haven't even had the spicy pickle fight yet. Paul told me it came off that day or earlier yep. that day. No, it did. It came off the line. So this is fresh beer, but I'm kind of a puss. I don't like spicy. Andy is you a are. big puss. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Ben can have this one and there you go. I can have a taste or something. Yeah. But I got all the favorites and I was told this was yours. It is. It so. is. It's the beer that I have, have been drinking for the better part of, God, I, how old? Let me think now. 25 years? Wait, so what is the, it? Uh, this is the Eos Hefeweizen. Okay. So this is a beer that we brewed at home. Paul brewed, and I was his able assistant, I guess. Didn't do, Again, doing all the other mm-hmm. jobs. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. got the sexy job brewer. Um, and this is a beer that started in our home brewing portfolio and translated almost unchanged into our professional world okay. when we opened our brewery in 2007. Wow. Well, it's a long time. So I've been drinking this for a long time. So we, before we get like into the history and stuff like that, and we'll crack these open and see what we got, I'm curious. Uh, I, I always try to like keep my ears out of different things people are doing. And I feel like this pickle idea and flavor has kind of started to take off. Like it, it yeah. was in chips for a while. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Um, and then I heard about you guys doing it. We were down there for uh, the podcast awards. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I'd kind of seen it around and now I've seen other people kind of getting on that train. Yeah. What do you have any idea? Like what gets you guys to, to think of something like this or to go down this road or to stay ahead of those trends? 
You know, it's just something we we try to not even follow trends necessarily. We just kind of get on, get together every once in a while. Mm-hmm. We try to do it quarterly and we call it a drink tank. Okay. And we'll sit around together and we'll, we'll have a few beers and think about what do we want to do next? What haven't we done? And there's a brewery in um, Texas, Best Made, I believe they're called. And they, they actually made a pickle beer. And we're like, well, if they can do it, we can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of our... Um, employees, who is also my daughter-in-law, who works for us, um, loves pickles. And she was like, yeah, let's do a pickle beer. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we'll try it. We sold so much pickle beer, it mm-hmm. was freaking stupid. And that wasn't mm-hmm. a spicy one. That, that was, was not just... the spicy one. Okay. And we're like, okay. And a lot of people mix it either with our lager mm-hmm. or in a Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're like, okay. okay, if they're putting in a Bloody Mary, how about a spicy one? Because yeah. that's where, and we were aligning with football season mm-hmm. and yeah. tailgates, yeah. and we're like, it's going to freaking sell. And it's been crazy. It's it's unbelievable how much pickle beer we've sold. Crazy. So from, from a business standpoint, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I feel like you guys are a little bit ahead of some of the trends, you know, with stuff like this, as opposed to following them. So it makes perfect sense what you're talking about with yeah. the meetings that you guys have, like just brainstorming, What's next? Hundred percent. Because when you walk into your guys' tap room, I mean, you you've got a wall full of options. Yeah, we have forty taps on yeah. in there, and some of those are tried and true. Our you know our Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. our Cardinal Pale Ale, things that are always going to be in our lineup. They've been in our lineup since day one, and some of those are really new things. The Pickle Fight is a huge one. Uh, give me s'mores, another one. It's our mm. fall. It's our vanilla brown, mm-hmm. and it smells and tastes like a s'more. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing beer, and that's one we thought would. It'll be a fun fall mm-hmm. beer, and now it's been our seasonal every year. Our Wick for Brains pumpkin ale, mm, like one that. of probably Do one you? of the best mm-hmm. pumpkin ales that we make, yeah. or that that is made in certainly in the Midwest, if not the country, mm-hmm. um, has just our, it's our biggest seasonal. And it's like if you love pick if you pickle beers, if you love pumpkin ales, that's the beer to go yeah. to. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's not overbearing. You know, it right. doesn't overdo it. We you use know what real I mean? pumpkin instead of just spices, and I, that's really the key. Hmm. See. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. It makes was, it richer and... I can't believe there's enough pumpkins on the planet right? for all of the pumpkin flavor <laughs> stuff that's out anymore. <laughs> that's Seneca so loves to see our order every year. <laughs> I mean... Well, I think a lot of it is fake flavoring, though. It's got to be. You know, yeah. right? Most pumpkin ales that you'll taste are just amber ales typically spiced up with yeah. pumpkin spices. We yeah. actually use real pumpkin puree. Well, I'm talking about like the coffees and the, right, yeah. the, that stuff. Absolutely. I, I mean... That probably is a lot of artificial flavoring, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. It has to be. There's no yeah. way there's that yeah. many pumpkins. I challenged my brewer today. I don't know if he wants me to talk about it, but I challenged my brewer for a Kentucky Derby beer. So There oh, we go. Boy. I like that. Stay tuned. He's, he's got plenty of time. He's got yeah. plenty of time. And that's what podcasts are for, right? Yeah. To get, get some toes in some hot water? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, so what are we going to do? Let's, yeah, let's pop the top them. here. All right, let's see here. I've got the spicy pickle fight. I got one of my favorites, the Cardinal Pale Ale. This Always. is this is one of your guys's. Well, both of these are award-winning beers. Absolutely, your EOS um, and the Cardinal. Yeah, and Cardinal is what we would call our flagship beer. It's it's we call it the beer that built a brewery. Okay. So, oh man, it's it, so I just cracked it. I haven't even tried it, and mm-hmm. it's I'm just sitting on the table, and the aroma coming from it. <laughs> it immediately smells like a jar of pickles. You should have smelled our brewery on Monday when we can, that was canned on Monday. So that beer is two days in that can. Man. All right, let's give it a shot. <laughs> you like pickle chips. You're a big pickle person. I do. 
But is that probably one that people are like, ooh, I only can just do one? Um, no, p- people okay. like pickle beer. Yeah. They drink that pickle beer. Okay. okay. I dig it. I dig it. It's good. It's not uh, It's not overly spicy, but it's definitely spicy. So Andy yeah. could handle it? Give the, him a drink. I don't know if Andy's going to like this. Oh, come you on. Try it? I mean, from <laughs> a spice <laughs> standpoint. The regular pickle beer, depending on how bad the Huskers got beat, right. or if wow. they won, I could, do a, I could do the whole six-pack. Right. So, but I don't know about so that. So last week was a six-pack week? That was, that gotcha. was a six-pack. That was a six-pack. That would be, I can see how that would be awesome in a Bloody Mary. Ooh, that is good. I can do that. Can I you? can do that. There's yeah. a slow burn yeah. at the end there. Yeah. That, that's my threshold right there, though. I wouldn't want to <laughs> do more than that. That's so interesting. And so is that seasonal then? Or no, you try it. That will be, well, we thought Pickle Fight was going to be seasonal. We think that is actually going to be a year-round offering now. And this one will probably be seasonal, but we'll see. Is that the hard thing? Like one of those things, trying to figure out what's seasonal and what's not? Yeah, absolutely. Because you guys probably like them all, that you want to keep them always all going. Yeah, and certain, you know, certain things are just inherently sell better at certain times of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, like pumpkin stuff we're talking about, but. Okay. People used to try to tell us the Hefeweizen was a seasonal beer, and I'm like, you're high, because this is, this is a great beer that you can drink all year long. Yeah. Ask the 25 pounds I gained after we on the, opened the brewery. Uh, oh, that would tell you. It's kind of like, um, what would they be like? Like a lot of those ones they name like summer drinks, like like wheat summer yeah, brews. Yeah, like a summer and shandy. That. Summer yes. shandy. Yeah, and, yeah. and people... No, they drink it all year, all year mm-hmm. round. Yeah, when you use those kind of names, you do kind of pigeonhole yourself. We have a great lemon shandy. It's called Squeeze the Day. It's the official beer of the Nebraska Marathon. But we don't call it a summer shandy because then you pigeonhole yourself into right, that. But when sense. people come in and they want something like that, we're like, hey, we've got this great lemon wheat beer. And they're like, that sounds great. Right, yeah. exactly. So where do you want to start, Andy? I, for me, I'm I'm super curious about her background how all this came about you know and 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 going through what it's turned into today right but i don't know if you got any well yeah we we could start there and um when i first became aware you guys was a number of years ago where you guys had that restaurant slash brewery down in shadow lake yeah um uh suburb of omaha um but since that time that's gone away Mm -hmm. now you got a tap room in a bigger brewery Mm -hmm. Uh, in La Vista, Nebraska. Um, and the people I talk to, your son, Connor, they're like, oh, thank God we got rid of that restaurant. I'm like, man, I really like that place, though. I like the food. I mm-hmm. like the ambiance. Mm-hmm. I liked it all. And it was actually one of my go-tos for Christmas. I would get everybody whatever garb you guys had out. Oh, nice. You know, the glasses, a fancy six-pack, a growler filled with the seasonal beer. Sure. And that's kind of how I took care of Christmas for five or six years. Nice. For everybody. <laughs> so I was kind of sad <laughs> to see still, you go. We can still help you with the merch. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Well, and you can help them with the that's merch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so um, I guess could we start there? Like you, you mentioned how you guys started in a basement and then yeah. it grew from there. Yeah. So we were IT professionals. My husband was a senior vice president of IT for a local company, West Corporation, and I had been an IT project manager and had stayed home with our kids for a while, and we just had homebrewed. So fast forward, um, we decided we could make this beer. We could do this for a living. We were younger then, and we figured, if not now, when? And so we put together a business plan with a friend of ours, and um, one day my husband said, if we don't do this 100%, then we probably, you know, we won't make this work. And I said, yep. And he pulled out his phone, and he quit his job. Oh, wow. So we had zero jobs at that point. Mm. And so we went to work, and that was in 2006. We opened our doors in 2007, about two minutes before the recession. Oh, and, oh boy. you know, we, I, we, yes, it seemed like at the time, because you're in the middle of all that, and you're, like, flying the plane of the belly, like, scraping the ground, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to make shit work. 
And um, that is exactly how I got my title, frankly. Um, we, and we, had to, we had to reduce a lot of overhead, so I quickly yeah. figured out how to run a restaurant, which I had never done. And that restaurant became a labor of love for me. I loved that place and the people that worked with us and who yeah. who helped us not only build the restaurant, but build the craft beer community in Omaha. Because when we opened in 2007, there was... We were the fifth brewery in the entire state. There's oh. there's somewhere near between 60 and 70, depending on who you ask. Um, we were the fifth. So that became our platform. And that's why we opened the restaurant, because we didn't think there was a, a good market for being able to just beer. package and sell the beer and make it work. We were like, we need a little more than that. Mm-hmm. And that's why we went into... The, the restaurant side of it. And and it. So that was your only place? That was the tap house? That was mm-hmm. everything? That was the brewery? Yeah, that was everything all the, was there. The layout was cool. I mean, mm-hmm. have yeah. you guys been there? Oh, yeah, I don't sure. remember it. Yeah. No, yeah. you do. You've definitely been there. Oh, okay. It's, uh, so now it's it's a different restaurant now. I don't it's, remember it's a what they call it. I think. Yeah, pizza it's place. Pizza. Yeah. He's, Cops, good. Yeah. He's a good kid. Yeah, so we, we've been down there for the pizza. Oh. Um, but we were okay. there plenty of times prior yeah. to when it yeah. was Nebraska Brewing. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Part, Okay. Yeah, and you guys did like those little pony cakes or the we bubble did. cakes. Yeah, God, that, so many things over the years. Yeah, my, we have so many stories to tell. I always say it'll, this is going to make a great chapter in the book. Okay. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, I'll um, do that for sure. What? Uh, so you mentioned that you guys were home brewing and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Like what? What sparked that interest? Like, where did that even come from? I think my husband, we, I, he got a homebrew kit for Christmas one okay. year. I was just like, hmm. super simple, like the most common denominator brewing kit. Mm-hmm. And he really liked it. If you ever meet my husband, Paul, he, he, does, he doesn't do things in a small way. Everything is zero or a thousand. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, went a thousand. So That's he, funny because I remember buying him one and we don't have a brewery. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> that, something else right that, was, that was back in the day. It might have been the same, similar kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think like, they called it like Mr. Beer or yep, something like that. that yeah. Um, and, and we did a few things and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. And but they were good, but. I looked at the, because I'm always looking at different things, you know, from an entrepreneurial mindset. And I'm like, geez, man, this would be a beast to take yeah. this on. Like, it's fun, but. I'm not taking this beast on. Yeah. yeah. Most people think it's easier to just go buy a six pack than to like, brew, yeah. you know, go through that Heck whole process yeah. to make their own. So, um, wow. Good for your husband. So you get started with something like that, playing around with it at home. Yep. And, just, and then, like you said, just got the fire and was yeah, like, man, just, we got to do this. Just literally got bigger and bigger. And he just got uh, disillusioned, I'll say, with his corporate career. And, mm-hmm. and we got there. And, and Cardinal, I said earlier, was the, we call it the, the beer that built a brewery. So we were actually emulating Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, one of the best pale ales oh, out yeah. there. Yeah. Still solid. love it. Um, and he couldn't get it, couldn't get it. And he wasn't happy with it. And he came home from a bad day at work Ooh. and threw all the hops he had in it and put the lid on and just walked away from it for two weeks. He's like, screw it. I'm done. And he came back two weeks later to clean up what he thought was going to be a disaster mess. And it was that beer. Oh, really? But then he's like, shit, what did I throw in there? And yeah. so yeah. The, 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 he takes <laughs> meticulous notes, makes meticulous notes. So he had to go back to his notes, figure out what he'd already put in there, what he was missing from his hop inventory and then kind of backed into what became the recipe wow i love that yeah it's just like one of those happy accident stories Mm -hmm. that like okay that beer we could sell this beer we can sell and that's how we just built our business plan which as you probably know goes out the window the minute you open Mm. a business i mean it's all good on paper but 
those those were the things mm-hmm. that got us to where we opened the doors in 2007. And Paul, yeah, he strikes me as a guy that doesn't throw away those notes. He wants oh. to be able to go back to them, right? His, his original beer log is actually in the um, met in the trophy case in yeah, our brewery. That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> like man, from 1992. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That tells you how old we are, but um, yeah, there's the the original notebook is still in the metal, in the in the trophy case. That's wow. pretty sweet. That's Did pretty you, sweet. Had you guys done anything? Uh, as far as going out on your own prior to that, or was it all corporate work prior to that? It was all corporate work prior to that. I had mm-hmm. never so much as waited at a table in my entire life, which I love now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would do it in a second again. I love I I love I miss the the restaurant was a labor of love. I miss it. Yeah, some days, some yeah. days, some some days more, some days less. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and it sounded like it wasn't like a terrible story. It was also it was more of like a well, we needed a different space or a bigger space, and plus. <laughs> restaurants are what they are. You a little know? bit of all of that. Yeah, yeah. We needed more space. We decided as, as we were growing and, and we can tell you like we were at our height of distribution. We were in 38 mm-hmm. states, um, distribution, five countries, and we were selling everything in drafts. So it was all kegs or hand bottled our, our high end um, barrel aged stuff. And so we were like, okay, do we want to grow up and put on our big pants and, and can beer and we're going to need a bigger facility. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. beer's really our first love. And Omaha's restaurants are hard. And people yeah. are fickle. And mm-hmm. like it's it's been great to us. And it did what we wanted it to do. It got us it got us the opportunity to get our beer into people's hands in grocery stores, in restaurants, right. in our in our walls. Mm-hmm. So we're like, this has run its course. Our first love is beer. Let's focus on that. And that's why we closed right. the restaurant in 2019. Somehow fortuitously before COVID. And then, yeah. but we had already had this facility since 2014. Oh, so mm. you had two. So locations. we had two for those six, five years. Well, and your new one, the the tap room, you you can host events like you mentioned the podcast awards. Mm-hmm. You can branch out. I swung by. You guys were doing like a a corporate cornhole tournament. And yeah, with the Nebraska Sports Council on Monday and Tuesday this week. Ran into some of my buddies <laughs> from Lynch. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, shoot. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. He works at a, a medical place. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I got called in to be on the cornhole team. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Yeah. We That's do crazy. all kinds of things. Yeah. So, uh, but it gives you that flexibility. You can still serve. Well, and you were, you were serving catered in food. <laughs> I was yeah. doing the catering that <laughs> night. So again, oh, God. Old, old habits die hard. Yeah, or something exactly. Like that. Exactly. So the business of, of alcohol and beer and so on and so forth, I'm curious and Maybe some of our listeners are because we've talked to a, a couple of other um, distillers and and uh, not I don't think we've talked to any beer companies. But um, what's it like? How does it work to get your stuff out? Because it sounds to me like the stuff that I'm hearing in the back end that is a beast. Um, it can be. Um, it's certainly. You're at the mercy of other people. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah. So Nebraska is a three-tier state, which means for beer, at least, for beer, we have to use a distributor to get our beer into the hands of consumers in grocery stores. I think that's or, what a lot of people don't understand. I think that's point number one is people just think like you guys have a, a pretty good-sized facility. You're brewing a lot of beer, and you're just going down to Hy-Vee and selling yeah. it to them, or you're going to XYZ Bar and selling it to them. It just doesn't work that way. No, you can't do that, actually. Well, they do have a new carve-out, but it's very oh. small, and it's for very, very small breweries. It's only it's a very small amount of beer. Um, I think it's 250 barrels a year or something like that, and only those people can go directly to the Hy-Vees and sell it. That was mm-hmm. a new carve-out last year to allow for small companies that um, can't get picked up by distributors. Because mm-hmm. distributors, mm-hmm. again, 15, 16, we have our Sweet 16 next month. Um, 16 years ago... 
um, distributors were asking, they were begging, they're like, we want to build our craft portfolio. We want you, we want you. Mm-hmm. And now it's, they're being much more, because there are so many breweries in the country. Yeah. There were yeah. 1,400 breweries in the country when we started. There are 9,000 now. Wow. So distributors are much more selective about their portfolios, and the, they're dropping smaller breweries. And they and what that does is gives them no access to the market, to restaurants, to grocery stores, to convenience stores. So Nebraska, in particular, created out this carve out last year for very small producers, so they would have an opportunity at least to get their hands their beer into the hands of consumers. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's huge. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, but it's again, it's hard because you talk about people who make shit happen. Those people are their own distributor, their own truck drivers, yeah. their yeah. own. They're, I mean, they're doing it That's all. True. They're they're driving their beer from Hastings to mm-hmm. Omaha to drop it at wall to wall or whatever mm-hmm. to, to just to make that happen. But. It's the opportunity they have to do it is is key, mm-hmm. but then you know that that gives them at least a springboard to potentially get to a big, bigger distributor at some point. Do you welcome that, or do you view that as like, well, you're bending the rules or making new rules for new guys? We didn't have that. Nah, I, I we welcome that. I okay. mean, our our goal when we did this, and and we were one of, again, we were number five, and we created the Great Nebraska Beer Fest in mm-hmm. two thousand and nine. I think it was. And our whole goal was to, again, educate, take people on this craft beer journey. By God, mm-hmm. if we're going to be on it, we want to drag you along with us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we ran that festival for 10 years. And co- again, COVID happened, and we have not rejuvenated. Beer fests are a different story. Um, but we, we it served its purpose. It, yeah. it, it ran its course. And, and we not only helped consumers come on the craft beer journey with mm-hmm. us we helped grow the craft beer community in the number just in the sheer number of breweries that we have right. seen proliferate so we welcome the we call it co-opetition um, <laughs> because we all are in the same boat we're small well wouldn't it kind of like be the tide rises all boats it, it, it kind of like one of those deals yeah absolutely okay. in in theory and it used to be that way much more in the craft beer world um you know there are some sassholes out there that sure. make it harder for people. Sure. Um, but, you know, for the most part, craft beer people are the people, you know, that, that want to help each other and we want to see mm-hmm. each other succeed. So we welcome all of that. All those opportunities for everybody to succeed. So yeah. before I met any of you guys, Paul, Connor, um, I thought you guys made it due to the fact I went on a canoeing trip out around um, down the Niobrara River. You know, mm-hmm. everyone does it. Go out to western Nebraska, the Valentine area. Beautiful country. A lot of fun stuff to do out there, especially if you're an outdoorsman, Absolutely. right? And I was driving through Springview, a town of, what, 200 people? Yeah. They have one gas station, and I picked up a six-pack of your IPA. Nice. I'm like, <laughs> if I can buy it in Springview, Nebraska, <laughs> you, you got something going on there. Right on. So, so with the distributors, my I think probably my last question on that is, um, how much does that step control your business, you know, with with what you have to do with retail gigantic yeah yeah it's gigantic and we've been fortunate but and for in many ways we make a great product we have a great story we've done we've been fortunate and calculating along the way about how we've run our business and we, we've certainly got some good breaks along the way but we've mm-hmm. been deliberate about some things that we've done along the way and, and and making great beer is the first thing so we um uh we wanted to make sure that those those were first and foremost, mm-hmm. but knowing that we had we originally were with a different distributor in Omaha, um, we were our rights were bought. It's kind of like um, the trading somebody in in the, mm. the MLB. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. They, they oh. can trade they can trade your rights and buy your rights basically. Or if we wanted to leave one, our, our new distributor that we've been with for gosh probably ten twelve years, um, Quality Brands of Omaha, and Quality Brands of Lincoln. 
um, they bought our rights from the previous company because they wanted to build their for- portfolio. So mm. aligning yourself with somebody who thinks your beer is as good as you do, who mm-hmm. wants to sell your beer the way you want it to be sold, mm-hmm. who has the same goals in mind is yeah. huge for, That's so for that. so crazy when you think about that. Like it people, is. People it's I did not understand. know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it, we call it, you're married for life, basically. When you, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a franchise state, so once you sign your rights, yeah. you're married for life and, unless somebody... So they could divorce you or you divorce them? They could drop us. Okay. But Easily. you wouldn't drop them. We couldn't. We, we would have to buy our rights out. Oh my god! Or okay. ask, or ask to be released. Yeah, and then they could choose to release us or not. Basically. Yeah, and and you kind of used a sports analogy there, mm-hmm. and that what that reminded me of is a lot of these high school coaches telling their kids, "Yeah, you might want to play for the University of Nebraska, or for the University of Creighton, but if so and so is re- recruiting you and they want you, that staff wants you, go there. Right. You're going to want to go somewhere where they want mm-hmm. you, right. and it's Absolutely. the same." Absolutely. Same deal there. You want to be with a distributor that believes in your brand. In yep. Your Absolutely. Beer, you know. So. so these these steps and how all this works is it just because I don't understand why it even exists. Is it just because of like old school liquor laws? Yeah, it goes back. It goes back to early early days of alcohol and tied yeah. houses. That's yeah. what it goes back to. So that they couldn't have monopolies. So basically, some but kind of control yeah. over it. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's getting their taxes and their payments oh, and yeah. all the things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's it's a wild mm-hmm. business. I it mean, is. the more you hear about it, it's like, man. Well, and it's crazy. Like Iowa's is so much different than ours, right? Every and state, Wisconsin's every state that we physically touch is a self distribution state. Hmm. <laughs> that said, I mean, obviously, I pay. We pay percentage to our distributor to distribute our beer and get out in the market because that's the Nebraska law. Mm-hmm. If I was in a self distribution state and I wanted to distribute my own beer, then I've got my own sales people. I've got. I, I have to have my own marketing department. I yeah. have to have my own uh, trucks. Trucks, yeah. I have to have you know all of these things Ugh. that my distributor does provide for me. I mean, there's there's a huge value in what they can provide for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know they handle you know they run the trucks. They have their sale. We have our salespeople as well, mm-hmm. but they have salespeople that go out into accounts that we can't always get to. Um, they have a great print shop and a marketing department where mm-hmm. we're like, hey, we need these pa- these posters mm-hmm. or these flyers. So mm-hmm. there's huge value they bring to us yeah. in in so many ways, and we appreciate that from that perspective. So you think about mm-hmm. you know all these states that are self distribution, but there's a lot that they have to take on then sure. that we don't have to necessarily think about. Or they feel they should. Um, do, do they really help reaching beyond just the state borders? Um, only if they have distributorships outside of the state. So our particular distributor in Nebraska, who has a good portion of our rights, mm-hmm. um, also has a distributorship in Colorado and Wyoming and South Dakota. Okay. So we work through them to distribute in those states. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, everyone talks about those Wisconsin beers and how you can't get them. And it used to be the same with Colorado. You know, yeah. you couldn't get Coors Light, yeah. you know, back in the day because yeah. uh, you couldn't cross state lines right. with it. So I would think a distributor could really help absolutely uh, with, with getting your product into other areas. And in states where our distributor here doesn't have rights, then we, you know, we work with, you know, Wisconsin, we have a distributor there. So we truck mm. the beer to that distributor okay. and then they get out to the retailers. And so... In those instances, we just have agreements with distributors in those states mm-hmm. where. Well, and so, see, and that's another part of it that uh, a hidden benefit, maybe, where uh, we work with a sports drink mm-hmm. with, on the sports broadcasting. And that was the first thing they did was they set up uh, with the distributor Absolutely. here in Omaha before they even tried to go talk to Hy-Vee or mm-hmm. gas stations, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because so. those, again, there's, there's, well, well, it seems like there's a, it, 
leans a lot in the favor of the distributor, depending on what day you look at it, maybe. <laughs> but there's also a lot of added value that they bring to somebody of our size um, that I don't have to deal with all you know yeah. trucks and mm-hmm. delivery people and right. and all those kinds of things. That 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 that's part of the value that they bring for us. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So from a business standpoint uh, and what you guys have been doing and what you explained to us and how you guys started, what's it been like? Because we kind of do the same thing here, working directly with your husband every day. Wow. Like what, hmm. what, how has that <laughs> worked? And my, and what's well, you're behind, still married. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Nobody's lost an eye. <laughs> yeah. And what's behind my question is like, you know, a lot of people that I talk to or that I hear, I see online, they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're a family owned business. We do this. It's so great. You know, blah, blah, blah. You hear all this. I don't know who those people are. Dude. Like, you what hear the, who fluff. The, who like, the hell are those people? Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because some days are like, yes, we're all holding hands and singing Kumbaya. And we're right. all on the same page. Right. Other days but some wanna... days it's like, somebody's got to go home. I don't know who it is, yeah. but somebody's got to yeah. leave. Yeah. But you know, Paul and I have, Paul and I in particular have very different styles. He's very much fly at 50,000 feet. He's like, is looking where we're at six months from now, a year from now, those kinds of things. He's always been that kind of mm-hmm. um, uh, director, you know, leader. Um, I'm more, I'm going to be the boots on the ground. I'm going to be, I got this. Here's how I'm going to do it. I don't care what your paper said, but here's how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it more efficiently and I'm probably going to make it happen faster. Mm-hmm. So we, we have very different styles. So that helps, I think, because yeah, we're not yeah. like battling for the same kind of sure. control, if yep. you will. Yeah. Um, our kids have come up in the business. They were 10, 12, and 14 when we started. So they literally have grown up um, watching us struggle on some days. Um and and learn what really hard work can can really produce. So mm-hmm. that's been, I, I think, a great benefit. I don't know if you ask them if they would say that, but that's what I think. That's that's the story I tell. <laughs> and they all work for you now. They don't. Our daughter's okay. the one that got away. She actually works for OPPD, but okay. she did work for us for a while. So yeah. she's been in the business. She worked in our restaurant, and she worked with with us at the tap room for a while. And Connor does all our social media marketing, um, some sales, just kind of. Our, our ambassador, if you yeah. will, um, and our oldest son Dylan works in our warehouse and does all our shipping and warehouse and logistics. My mom's eighty-two; she still works for us part time. Oh, yeah, love uh, it. Yeah, right. So we really are, I like, but all these people that are like seeing, like, it's amazing. Every day is just right. a, a picnic. I'm like, yeah. who are you? Yeah, <laughs> who are you people? No, I've never heard that yeah. really. Like you, you hear what you've said, but like. No, I mean, I, mean, I see stuff. I mean, no. you know, it's like on social media or whatever I know. else. People well, are, that's such shit. Like, I know, right? So, like, uh, like, well, we're all still on it and, li- and look at it every <laughs> well, day. Well, no, but, I know, right? but I'm it's, just saying, yeah. People I, are always like. I want to see their books all, when their yeah, books come out because yeah. that's where that's going to tell the yeah, real shit. Yeah, they're always doing that. They're like, oh, we're just in La La Land. Mm-hmm. It's so great. I get to be around my spouse every single day and we're just so happy and everything's great. It's not the case. I know. Paul, I love you. I'm When you listen to this. He wants to carpool every day. I'm like, no, can we not carpool? I know we're leaving the same house and going to the same place and coming back. But like, like I just need like 30 minutes a day where yeah. I don't have yeah. to like yeah. listen to somebody. Yeah. I can listen to a podcast or listen to nothing or right. yeah. whatever. White knuckle drive home in the rain last night was terrible. But yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's some days it's good. Some days it's. For sure. More challenging. Yeah. I feel like probably yeah. when you guys had two locations, that was probably helpful, too. Like, I feel like with us, like, well, he'll do a lot of, at like, computer work, admin stuff at home. Yeah. And then I'm here a lot. Like, if you were mm-hmm. at the restaurant and you guys still had the brewery at the same time, maybe that was good. But, like, that would not probably work for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're... we're Nobody's died, though. No. Nobody's lost a limb or But, I mean, you guys are probably married. just going yeah. 100... We're still married. 120, you know, 
yeah. miles an hour that yeah. you guys are at least probably passing ships though too right like it's not like you're sitting there on a yeah. computer all day right by each other i'm are certainly you? not no okay yeah no. yeah so no. yeah how's it, it how's it been you know with your two sons um it, that can't always be a walk in the park and one of my references uh, we would always go to canada every june and we watched this family run business this outfitter that would always go to um, the sons started taking over a lot of the day-to-day stuff and the guiding. And every year we went back, this kid, you know, went from 19 to 20 to 21. He got grumpier and grumpier oh, no. and shorter. <laughs> and he was taking on more responsibility. And you could kind of just, you know, where it used to be the old man. Now he's up on the deck having a nice little mimosa in the morning. And he's down here, you know, getting like our boat ready. Away. Yeah, getting our boat ready. And and he just every year he got a little bit grumpier. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, I bet. I bet he's taking on more responsibility, probably not getting paid as much as an actual employee. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you guys go about balancing that well we first of all we do encourage them to like balance balance what they do at work versus and and there's a lot and and we probably do expect more of them at than than maybe the average employee Mm -hmm. like yeah i need i I need you here on saturday to run this pickleball tournament or whatever Mm -hmm. um but we also try to tell them to do what they need to do. And there was probably a time when in the middle when they were like, this sucks because my 24-year-old friends are out having fun and mm-hmm. I got to be here. Mm-hmm. But they've kind of grown into it over time yeah. and, and balanced things out. So. Okay. I'm you... sure they realize there's some flex- a lot of flexibility, though, too. They do. Right? Have, they have a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Um, and they realize that they're probably, you know, along with their sister, you know, this is going to be there someday. And that was that was the whole thought in Paul's mind when he created this is he wanted this to be a legacy. My first question was like, what if they don't want it? <laughs> what if they don't want this place? Um, so, but I, I think ultimately that's the goal is that this will be theirs and we will sit back and mm-hmm. I think... I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. No, uh, you're going to be your mom. What are you talking I know, I about? Probably, well, I, don't, I don't know what I would do if I just sat at home every day. I just, I don't think I could do it. But, yeah. yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I could vacation once or twice a year more than I do, but yeah. you know, that's beside yeah. the point. That's him. I always say he's going to like die working. Yep. We, yeah. we, we, we probably will. Yeah. Hmm. I don't yeah, see any reason not to. So, uh, should we talk about the 50 mile? Yeah, man. Let's take a quick break and then we'll jump right. into that. That's something very interesting. I'm excited to hear about. So. All right. All right. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by a company near and dear to our hearts, Farm Focused. Farmfocused.com, F-O-C-U-S-E-D. It's the number one provider of branded merchandise for the top brands in agriculture. Folks like Millennial Farmer, Welker Farms, Larson Farms, Calf Bed, so many more. Again, check it out, farmfocused.com. Being Farm Focused is a way of life. It's a brand you can be proud to be part of. Thanks for listening. All right. Welcome back. We're still here with Kim from Nebraska Brewing. How's it going? I'm still hanging in. This still is fun. Hanging in. All right. <laughs> what else you got over there in that cooler, Andy? We got to reload, don't we? Yeah, let's get some. Ben, I saw you drinking that. It's spicy. I really thought yeah. it would come out red. Oh, I didn't look at the color. No, it's not red. It's not. Mm-mm. I don't, you know what I mean? When you think, I just thought it would be kind of like more Clamato tomato-y. No, it's the spices that go in it that make it, that give it okay. the heat. Okay. No, yeah, yeah that maybe sounds... I got the, the original... Oh, do you want to stay pickle I n- consistent? I noticed this. <laughs> I'll drink the original pickle uh-huh. if you want to shift gears a little yeah. bit. But you guys put a lot of thought into your artwork. We do. And when I bring it up to uh, Connor, he's like, no one ever notices. I'm like, well, I do. You know, you know. We've just... talked about it. We've talked about it yeah. a few times. I thought, yeah. and you might be getting into this, but when I was looking at this one, mm-hmm. I thought it might have been modeled after Connor. 
<laughs> There's a handlebar mustache. Please don't ever tell him that. <laughs> but can we can we edit that out? <laughs> the opponent. That's that's what I noticed. Right. Check that. Look at the, look at that little detail that oh, you can geez, appreciate. I that. didn't even notice that. That's awesome. Yeah. We have an amazing yeah. graphic arts team in Omaha. Um, Turnpost has done all of our labels since okay. the beginning of time. So this for is us. this is like a third party graphic designer. They are. Um, we, awesome. we we contracted them in the very beginning. They have d- literally designed every label for us. They have kept us on track with branding, and mm-hmm. and we go to them and we say, we want a really fun label, and they brought us back Pickle Fight. That's when great. we had our Wick for Brains pumpkin ale. Oh, they I brought love us that a, one. Yeah. I know. Well, here's the story. They brought us this, like, the first draft was, like, this jolly pumpkin. We're like, no, we wanted to fucking scare kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they came back with this one, and it's just, like, yeah. this scary pumpkin. We're like, that's what we wanted. So that's what I was thinking. Funny. Do you come to them with any ideas, or they just... Because that's got to be hard. Yeah. Like when we, you know, are designing shirts or whatever, like our graphic. I mean, some direction is a little bit helpful. For sure. And we sit, we sit with them okay. and we say, here's what we're thinking. Here's okay. what we're behind. We did a huge redesign of the Alestorm label for the Storm Chasers this yep. year. Mm. Okay. We did. It, it had mm. been here for, ten, we had it for 10 years. And we're like, okay, it needs it needs a facelift. Yeah. And we did a whole new redesign this year. We met with the Storm Chasers, Marty Cordero and his crew, um, our turnpost group. And we all just kind of got, got on board and we did. Um, redesign it was all their jerseys it was their three main jerseys wow. and each there in a six pack there were two cans with three different jerseys their home whites uh their powder blues and grays and then the number on the jersey the story on the side of the can is told what that number means it was the year that that can was designed and any pertinent facts like that year that mm-hmm. helped us pick that jersey so awesome. oh, i like that. so it's kind of cool it's yeah. kind of fun to do those things so we do put yeah. thought into it and just kind of mm-hmm. give it give it a little personality yeah well uh, so we did our sports betting podcast with those cans, with the jerseys. Mm-hmm. And you, a lot of those numbers, you're highlighting some like all-stars, guys that went on to the next level Absolutely. and World Series winners. And one of our listeners watched one of our YouTube shorts and like, where'd you get that six-pack? That's my guy. That's uh, <laughs> Eric Hauser. He's like, I, I got to have that. So the next time I was out there, I picked up a six-pack for him. Yeah, nice. Oh, and yeah. people relate to especially yeah. sports stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Sure. Eric Hosmer was the, yep. was the guy. Yep. So you got me the Cardinal. I'm going to tap in So this. good. And that, that design has gotten you some notoriety across the border. Haven't the, the Cardinals actually got a hold of you guys? We did get a the cease and desist. For, we got a cease and desist from them. Oh, they really? Have, oh. No, they weren't. They might have. They, I don't think they were our first one. They might have been our first one. But, yeah, so we ended up doing a no royalty um, agreement with them. We can't have a professional baseball team, and they will not produce a beer using that said logo. So, Oh, I, I thought think you were going to maybe say that they would sell it there but yeah we, we, we'd love we, we may get back into st <laughs> louis soon but yeah and and we had to change the font um so if you ever look at the font on it um we got to keep the c um but we had to change the a-r-d-i-n-a-l because oh, it was too close gosh. to the font that they had mm-hmm. um and we actually used the font that we used my husband's grandparents had a bar in omaha in south mm-hmm. omaha years ago called the cardinal bar oh, that's what the beer is actually named nice. after and we actually took the font off of the sign that they had outside of their bar. So, first of all, I can see why this is one of your flagships. God, I love that beer. Because it's awesome. Um, second of all, don't you think, like, that's kind of when you've made it? When, like, 
the professional baseball team contacts you and yeah, they're like, you, you're going to have to stop doing that. It's funny. Like when we first got our, when we got our first cease and desist or we got our first lawsuits, it's like you panic a little bit. You're like, mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, yes, bring it on. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Get in line. <laughs> you know, go, like, I, I got you. I'll get to this next week. I mean, yeah. just, you just learn to deal with shit like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another thing that people, you know, we were talking about the uh, distributors and those kinds of things that people don't understand that small businesses have to go through. So you just must have like a, a lawyer group on retainer. Do. I mean, like just constantly like, oh, here comes something else. Here comes something else. We do. We learn to use them less as, as, as little as we can. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as, as other new brewers are coming up, it's the first thing I said. I said, get yourself a great accountant and get yourself a great lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use them only when you have to. Yeah, I said, actually, no, use the accountant all the time because that's fucking worth its weight in gold. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, you got to have people in your corner that go and and, and we are fortunate. One of the things that people may or may not know about us, my husband and I are the sole owners of Nebraska Brewing Company. We risked everything we had ever worked for mm. as grown wow. adults, like just rolled yeah. the dice and said, fuck it, let's go. Um, and it's worked. We're here 16 years later. Um, a lot of a lot of breweries and a lot of small businesses have investor groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's great for them. If that's what it takes for you, like I'm not knocking that at all. But in those investor groups, sometimes they've got a lawyer or they've yeah. got an accountant sure. that, sure. that, that yep. give them advice, which is mm-hmm. perfect if that works for them. But yeah, it's just us and we're neither a lawyer or an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> it made me think of we had our lawyer on here. I don't know, mm. a few episodes ago, and yeah. we were just giving him shit about yeah. how freaking expensive he yeah, is. Yeah, there so. is, but yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's worth it. Yeah. I mean. It is. It is worth it. I got a kick out. He's like, well, that's actually last year's rate. My rates have gone up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah He's for like, real. I got four kids now and a new house. We, we like, had to go, oh, thanks. Yeah, we had to go to war literally <laughs> over this one issue a couple years back, and I was like, I don't care how much it costs me right now. Like, they saved me triple what it cost me, so yeah. it was amazing. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep, you got you got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. You so. do. So part two, man. What do we got? Well, you guys, you know, like all great companies do, and you, you ready for a refill too? I am. Yeah. All right. I think I'll do a cold beer if you've got one in there. Cold beer is my new favorite. Awesome, I love it. The or, cream ale. The cream ale. This is so good. Oh, I like that can yeah. too. I know. Doesn't it scream America? Uh, like, totally. And Nebraska. Chimney Rock. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Chimney Rock. It's got it all on there. That is cool. And if. I'm getting this right. The cold beer was so more of your casual drinkers could come in and just enjoy a couple. Yeah. You know, they, you don't have to be an IPA guy, mm-hmm. you know, or be yeah. a lager guy, lager head. Yeah. You can just go have a couple cream ales and enjoy. You yeah. Know, you don't have to be a beer guy. Kind of that crossover beer yeah. for, for the casual drinker. And we have a couple that are lighter now, um, mm-hmm. even than this. We have a really nice light lager. Um, the Taco Vesa? Well, we have one even lighter than that. Taco, really? Taco Vesa is our Mexican lager, which mm-hmm. is so good. And I had that for a while. And then we have Good Game. Good Game. Oh, yeah. Um, that always that. makes fun of me I, for we, what I say when I walk into breweries that <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. do you have something light? He's like, God, they got to hate that No, shit. now we have an option. Now <laughs> yeah. we have a great option for it. And, and we do that for mm-hmm. people who... I'm totally the one that's like, I don't really know. All this stuff on the board, it's too much. Yeah. Some, Sometimes it is. That. Can you just say like... Um, this light beer is like Michelob Ultra, you yeah. know, like do a equal, like, yeah. but yep. like, then I would be like, yep, want that one. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it needs to taste just like it, right. but I need it to be like, mm-hmm. not as heavy. Give me in the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Right. When you come in, come in and drink good game. When okay. you come back from your, is that what I had? 
I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know if it was you or my dad, when we were down there for the podcast awards. Um, I had a few. We had ordered good. that good game. For sure. Okay. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think I asked and he did this like eye roll like, are you freaking asking <laughs> No, that's why we beer? make it. That is literally, <laughs> I don't know what That's why we say. have 40 taps. We want to get everybody from the light beer drinker to that, that yeah. Yeah. you know, hop head and the loggerheads in between, all of it. We got it. We got it. For sure. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. And that all goes kind of goes back into your guys' business model and why yeah. you guys have been able to hang around for yeah. 16 Hopefully. years now, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but part of that is, you know, you got to give back philanthropy and all that. Yeah. And you guys are, you guys do some pretty cool things. And we've already had a couple of guests on that have brought this function up. You're a board member. You're heavily involved in it. And yeah. I, and I know, doesn't it conclude at the brewery? It does. And we're talking about the 50-mile march. And this is all to help out and support veterans that, you know, homelessness, uh, mental problems, all sorts of things. Um, And I mean, just hearing that, you're already on board for sure. So, but we don't know anything about it. People have mentioned it and brought it up. We wanted to get you on so you could actually tell us what it is and how can we get involved, all this, all the things. Gosh, so many ways. So the 50 Mile March was created by Jay Morales. Jamie Seaman and uh, Matt Bills. And it was created, I think, in 2020, mm-hmm. right at COVID, the first year. So what, what they wanted to do is they wanted to walk from Lincoln to Omaha, 50 miles in theory, to raise money for veterans dealing with um, PTSD, mental health challenges, homelessness. Yeah. Okay. Their goal is to raise $2,500. That first year, they raised $25,000. Wow. So they were like, sweet, we're on to something. Jamie yeah. Seaman at the time was Mrs. Nebraska. She wore her crown the entire way oh, wow. and her sash. And so she she brought a great level of a heightened awareness. She to, turned some heads. Yeah, oh. yeah. She's, she, that. And she's mm, a okay. fantastic person. Oh, I'm um, sure. She's But beautiful. her platform... <laughs> I mean, just just the platform she had as Mrs. Nebraska yeah. brought a lot of attention to um, to the cause, mm-hmm. um, and that was the first year. So they said, "Let's do this again." So Jay Morales, who's one of the founders, um, I got introduced to him by a gal named um, Taylor Olam, who is Guitars for Vets, and that's another organization we can just touch on. But they're one of the ones that benefited from this, and she connected us because she said, "I know these people." Um, and they would be great for this. She had posted something. I'm going to tell the story really quick because she had posted something. She was struggling with some mental health challenges one night. Um, she openly tells a story on Facebook. Um, my husband saw her post and reached out to her and said, if you need somebody to talk to, I got you. Oh. So my husband's a, a Marine. Yeah, okay. he's a veteran. So that's, that's yeah. He's a, vet, yeah. He's yeah, a veteran himself. Yep. And he just made that connection with her. And um, so she brought Jay Morales to our table. And Jay said, here's what we're doing. And he was two minutes into his to his pitch. And I'm like, we're in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what, what yeah. do you need? We don't. Yeah. Tell don't us. Need. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I, you, yeah, I'm sold. What do you need? And and, um, God, and, you, and Paul, your husband is so humble about all that. And, you know, it took he would, me a, yeah, I, I, we, we tell that story occasionally. Yeah. I almost cried a little bit. Oh, no. He's not, he's not the guy. He's not, he's not, yeah. a, if you know him, again, if you know him, he's not a super touchy feely, like, I'm going to reach out and hug you and hold hands mm-hmm. kind of guy. But he saw somebody struggling mm-hmm. that he had only mm-hmm. been introduced to and said, I got you. And this made this connection that I believe, you know, I believe happens for a reason and brought Jay to our table yeah. with this event, with this cause. And we said, yep, we're in. Well, and the so the tap, the pull tap for the Cardinal beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
It's it's uh, the it, Marine Bulldog. It is because he we, he was the guest of honor for the Marine Corps birthday one year, and that was what they gave him. So the tap handle for Cardinal beer in the tap house is um, is that Marine Corps Bulldog. And it took nice. me forever to put that together because I'd go in there and I'd I'd look for the Cardinal. You know they all have their you know brands on. I'll the... tell you what you know Marines, but they'll come in and they'll take they'll say I'll take the Semper Fi. We they call it, it says Semper Fi on the handle, and they'll say I'll take you. I'm like oh you're a Marine or you're a Marine family. You know it instantly because mm, yeah. huh. mm-hmm. they don't care what it is. They're gonna drink. It. Yeah. Yep. And once a marine, always, <coughs> always a marine. Yep. You know that's that's the way it is. So so this all got started just yep. a couple of years ago. In 2020 was the first year. And it, it's already grown to. Uh, you guys just concluded the last one, right? In 2023, yeah. So in 2020, they raised twenty five thousand um, dollars. In 2021, we had 40 walkers, give or take. We raised one hundred forty thousand dollars. Wow, that's a in, lot. Yeah, in twenty twenty two, there were about sixty walkers. We raised two hundred thirty four thousand dollars. So in those first three years, all hundred percent of that money was divvied up. It was it went out to local organizations that were directly helping veterans dealing with PTSD, mental yeah. health challenges. Homelessness. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, moving veterans forward is one of the huge organizations that they they literally help vets get off the streets, get into apartments, get furniture, yeah. get all of these things to get them off the streets and transition them into housing at some point. So this year is the first. Twenty twenty three is the first year. Um, we had eighty three walkers. I think this year eighty six. Oh, so every something year you're like growing like grown. by twenty walkers. Oh, We've grown. Cool. I think. I think. And if Jay listens to this at some point, I think a hundred is supposed to be our max. That's what we'll go for next year. Um, I looked today at our we- the website. It says we've raised $310,000. That is organic donations from people sponsoring walkers or just donating money. I was just wow. thinking, okay, so then where's the money come in? Are you just sponsoring a walker? You're sponsoring or- a walker. You can sponsor me for $10 or you give me $100 or somebody gives me $500 as a walker. So we, we are responsible as walkers. We commit to raise a certain dollar amount every year so there's okay. there's there's a, a buy-in from people it's just this isn't just like hey i'm going to sign up and walk 50 miles and do this because i want to check the box or mm-hmm. i want to do this i mean there's a commitment level mm-hmm. that we look for in people who want to complete this and there's something that and it's not just the dollars but it's the buy-in for understanding what this goes to for veterans mm-hmm. so that's a big deal is there teams? Do people you can do, do this? teams, but still everybody on. If you have a team of twenty, everybody on that team is responsible for raising the same amount of individual money. It's twenty five hundred dollars per walker. That's what we ask people raise. Okay, twenty five hundred dollars through sponsor through, through sponsorships or through um, individual donations from mm-hmm. friends, family, strangers. Who cares? Okay, I just didn't know if each individual actually completes the 50 or if some people tap out, you know, no, you're no, like no. Tagging. You mean like teams like, like, yeah, uh, like market to market or something. No, you walk 50 miles. Okay. It is not a relay. It is not a tag out. You walk 50 miles. Okay. Hmm. So I got my 150 mile um, medal this year because I've walked three times. So I've completed 150 wow. miles with this. Yeah. It's, it's the first year was rough, but I've learned a little bit. <laughs> I just, I, in fact, I just actually last two weeks ago, I lost one toenail. So that wasn't bad. There you mm. go. That's not too bad. Not too bad. So and what is the, like, what's the path? Like, where do they go from without getting too detailed? But I mean. Yeah, it's basically up Highway 6. So we leave Lincoln and we come across Cornhusker Highway and then it's up basically Highway 6 all up through uh, Ashland. And yep. uh, not, but yep. before we get to Ashland, it comes through, um, where's Baker's Candies? I know, oh, what, you're, I know what you're talking about. I'm mean, um, not familiar with that whole highway, but I can It goes past up Waverly and yeah, then back up yeah, there and through yeah, Ashland. And then we yeah. come back out um, onto Highway 6 in Gretna, 
yep. come all the way up to Highway 370 and down down 370. Down 370. Okay. Yep. And cool. end up at your place. And at Rescue Brewing, yep. <clears throat> and then is, everyone just gets beers and is exhausted. Yeah, and... yeah. I mean, we had it's it's pretty emotional. So it's like when this last march up this hill, and I've had to tell people this for three years because mm-hmm. it's something. Because um, the, there, there's a hill at the bottom of 108th and Giles, and it mm-hmm. looks like, you know, a mofo. And yeah. I'm like, but this, you're at the end now. This yeah. is so cool. And I'm like, wait till, you cr- wait till you cross this hill and you see people. There were probably... 600 people there waiting for us this year just lining yeah. the streets with signs and cheering and it's it's so cool to see after you've walked for 22 hours yeah you know representative of 22 people 22 veterans a day mm-hmm. committing suicide so we that's mm. timed out to be 22 hours there's a there's a, a reason that we do that um and so you get to top of that hill and and pe- your friends and your family and People you don't even know yeah. are there just cheering you on. It's it's yeah. really cool. And all yeah. of this is to support local veterans dealing with all these causes. Hmm. Wow. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. And we've now, and since, yeah. um, unless, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if you guys wouldn't have pulled the trigger and did your own thing, you wouldn't be able to get so involved in an event like this at, know, on this I, level. I, you know, I, you it's know, so I, awesome. I, I do. Just, I just love it all. I, I do feel <laughs> like there's a, a cycle of things. And, and I just actually had a discussion with one of the founders the other day. And I said, I've always felt like there's a, a, something bigger that I was meant to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is my opportunity to do that, to support people. I didn't serve. Mm-hmm. Um my husband did. I have lots of family and lots of friends who who all have. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I maybe I do know people who have dealt with this on some level. Sure. Not to not to the level that some of these veterans are dealing with some of this stuff. Um, but this is our chance to to really take back. And and our goal now is to build a community for veterans to be able to transition over. We believe about an eighteen month period. It, it'll cost us about three and a half million dollars to build the facility. But it'll have 22 tiny homes where veterans will come in to the, to the community, mm-hmm. learn job skills, learn life skills, transition through there, and then transition into uh, full-time housing on their own and mm-hmm. hopefully come back and support the community, the village, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, at some point. So that's yeah. our next goal. Wow. wow. I love that. Wow. Makes me think of something I was thinking about when you were talking earlier because <clears throat> it, it is it's so common. You know, so these guys and ladies are out doing their thing in the military and then they come back and it's like, now what? Right. And that's where things start coming off the rails. Right. Um, what for you guys personally and your experience with your husband, what kept him from doing that? Um, you know, I think he served at a different time. He didn't serve in wartime. There are a mm-hmm. lot of things that, um, that people see uh, that they don't know how to handle when they come home. They don't know how to handle They don't know how to transition back to their family. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. even seen people who didn't necessarily serve in wartime, but they've spent a lot of time away from their families and they don't know how to transition back into family life. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm going to say it was me. I was, <laughs> I, I was his key. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually didn't know him when he served in the military. I was say, okay. I'm sure you're probably a huge part, though. You know, I mean, my husband was an Arabic linguist, actually, and a lot of people don't know that. He was an Arabic linguist in the Marine Corps, which was at a time when uh, it was right before the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really thought he would go back. I actually kind of encouraged him because I was like, this is what you train to do. Go do it. Um, but I, I think people with a good support system, and that doesn't even always work, um, of you know the veterans that come back that deal with mental health challenges, 50% of them don't seek any mental health assistance at yeah, all. Yeah. And that's where things get sideways, I think, a lot of times. So this community and what mm-hmm. we're trying to do with the local organizations that we sponsor, um, try to help teach them 
give them different opportunities. Guitars for Vets, for example, is an organization that uses music. It's a 10-week program. They get they get guitar lessons and they learn a song and they get a whole guitar and a support pack. And at the end of it, they do a concert. But it gives them an opportunity to use music to deal with yeah. their, you know, what their issues are. Mm-hmm. So there, there are several options that we try to, to work through to provide opportunities for them. Yeah, and I think having... Um you know, almost like that challenge and and that mission, you know, is what so many folks need, not just veterans, but so many folks need that. You need something that you're working towards. Absolutely. And that's kind of what you guys got involved in. And it's probably one of the reasons why you've thrived so much with it. You know, there's, we support this, we support other, we're very veteran focused. We deal with Toys for Tots is, is another one that we support. So it's just anybody that, that we can focus on that we can help in our our local communities. That's our big hope. Mm-hmm. And those Toys for Tots, they're on it. The, the, I saw the so, boxes were out. There you like go. You got to get it there sooner than later. <laughs> car, car show is next weekend. So okay. on the 14th. So All right, write that big down. car show. <laughs> so something I think I missed early on just to kind of <clears throat> recap that is, is you guys. And then who, who are the other folks that you had mentioned that have, are, are a huge part of this? Are the, the founders or I guess maybe that was the case. Uh, yeah. the, the, the three founders of the 50 mile March are Jay Morales, Jamie Seaman and Matt Bills. We have a board now. Actually, we are an official uh, 501c3. We have a board and mm-hmm. executive director of a board of seven people, which are very diverse backgrounds, which is super cool because I'm learning so much from so many different people that come from so many different aspects mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. corporate worlds, um, some military background. Um, we're just we're but we're coming together for one cause, right. and that's this organization. What was the motivation and, and the background with those those founders? To help veterans, yeah. it's Jay Morales, and Jay is a, a really dynamic person. If you ever want to have him on, I can connect you guys. He's a really dynamic person, and I think at his core, he was actually divorced and homeless at one time. He'll talk about mm-hmm. the fact that he slept on people's couches. Mm-hmm. He slept in his car for a mm-hmm. while, and for him. The opportunity to provide um, a basis for veterans to have some self-worth, to know that they are important, to know that they mean something to somebody yeah. and give them a chance. This is this is his goal. And awesome. you made a fantastic point about it helps all people having a mission, yeah. having something that they're yeah. striving for, you know, and sometimes that gets lost for how easy everything is nowadays. I also think it's... Uh, it's just fantastic that you got somebody that's been through it, yeah. that understands it. And with especially these guys coming home, they don't want to be pansies or sissies or pussies, right? right. They want to deal with their own. They, got, I got this. Yeah, I'm a yeah, Marine. They don't want help. I got I'm a this. Marine. I don't need your help. Yeah. Right? I, I, and then, and that why, makes them look weak. Yeah, right? it makes them look weak. Why is it bothering me? It shouldn't bother me. And that just, God, it just adds up. It piles mm-hmm. up. And they're just people. We're all just people. Right. So I think something like this where you're getting so many ex-military people involved, like Paul. Yeah. Uh, man, just reaching out saying, I got you. You don't need to act like that. We right. Can, we can help. Come right. on in. Go on a walk with us. Yeah. You know? And I want to learn how to play guitar, so maybe yeah. maybe I could get in on that. They, they tried to teach Paul to play guitar. It did not work. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just don't have it. Yeah. Right. For I'm, sure. Me too. Well, for sure. We yeah. ordered guitars years ago, and you and... One of our Couldn't daughters tried on YouTube, and that lasted maybe one week. Yep. <laughs> we Sounded still fun. have the guitars. All right. but yeah. Okay. All right. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's Buy, sell, trade that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this 50-mile march, man, I think I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. you got to get in on this. 
Yeah, it's, it's a cool like thing. Totally up my alley. It, it's really, it's God, and and the walk itself, the march itself, is just so emotional. I mean, for me, I break things up. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm a task oriented person. So am I. Okay, so I'm like, yeah, it's just five, ten mile walks. I got this. The first year, my feet were fucking destroyed. Yeah, just destroyed. Second year, I learned. I knew how to take care of my feet. I knew, I, and oh my god, my first year. <laughs> How much can we talk about? Um, I, I did not. I did not eat or drink, so I was <gasps> severely dehydrated. Oh my gosh! Do you not have a backpack and or anything? Well, I did, but you know, okay, like you're like it's fifty miles. Yeah, like, you're like, what, I, well, it's not like what if I have to go to the deal. bathroom somewhere? You know, I yeah. mean, as a girl, I mean, there are a bunch of dudes. They'll just go on the side of the road, but um, there there are disproportionately more guys and girls. But it, that's changing too. Um, so I learned how to take care of my foot care. The first year I was severely dehydrated and severely undernourished. Mm-hmm. Like your brain can't function right. yeah. when it doesn't have carbs. Guess what? We need carbs to make your brain function. Um, so the second year I learned about food and I learned about foot care. And I was like, I, wasn't, I won't say it was a breeze, but it was it easier. Was, yeah, yeah. It was manageable. And, the, and so this year I got to mentor a couple rookie walkers oh, good. and teach them about I trained with them and taught them about foot care and told them there are Bish's RV is amazing. They they actually sponsor um, RVs at each stop, so you actually have a place to go to the bathroom at mm. each stop if you have to. Okay. So if you can make it ten miles, you got this. Yeah. Um, so I got to mentor some some rookie walkers this year, and I felt really good about that, which All I'll right. do again. And I'm hoping to be a squad leader um, for a squad, a whole squad this year on the march. So to cool share my knowledge and, and so do cool. that. Yeah, it's just like, I, I, I feel like I, I'm just yeah. easing into something that really means something to me because mm-hmm. I'm helping somebody only because I want to help them. I don't. There's nothing I get out of this other than somebody else is hopefully at some point going to have a bed to sleep in or mm-hmm. a counseling appointment yep. or um, one of the organizations we've supported is for um, uh, dogs. For, mm. Yeah, for, for uh, why can't I think like of Like rescue? Uh, not rescue dogs. For, um, Hunting dogs? Mm-mm. No, just uh, service dogs. Service dogs. There you go. For service dogs. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. Warhawk. Okay. Um, they provide PTS uh, service dogs for PTSD. Like yeah. somebody gets a, P, uh, a yeah. service dog. That's huge. Like yeah. this is this is like somebody else can have something in their life that makes yeah. their life better. I just love yeah. that. I don't know. There's something about me that's like, oh, yeah. can I do? I, you yeah. know, like I told you, that's why I'm not drinking, yeah. guys. I, I, I like beer. For those that are listening. But I'm doing this huge. Well, it's not 50 miles. It's 24 miles in the Still. Grand Canyon, <laughs> and it's, it's a no lot, joke. You know, that's no 13 joke. miles down, seven across, four or five up. Like, I mean, mm. backpack. Yeah, you know, that's no joke. 30, 40 pounds. So, yeah, uh, 30. So, anyways, yeah, that's happening. We might, uh, we soon. might have to send her. Yeah, right. So yep, I'm yep. like, this is totally like. I know you're it. talking about feet, and okay. haven't done 50, but you know, all right, then hiking and. Yeah. Well, so. and you got some just fantastic people. You already mentioned some of the founders and everybody, but um, really, we really caught wind of it having Michael Severe on. Oh yeah, yes. Michael's, yes. Michael's amazing. Yeah. He's he a great is dude. So good. And I love you him. You want to talk about a promoter? Yeah. And I don't. Even, <laughs> he's he so does, passionate. Yes, and he does this thing where he's not promoting himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. promoting the the march, but yeah. when he's doing that, you know, I follow him on Twitter and whatever else. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I got to be a part of the the walk because he had a like a Facebook yeah. Live going. You know why he was on it, and that oh he brings... walked. Oh yeah, yeah he's walked the, uh, the last two years. He was in my squad in twenty twenty two. Yeah, and that's how I got to meet him. Yeah, um, we just we were just literally walking shoulder to shoulder on this fifty mile march, just talking about 
all kinds. Of, that's the other thing, man. You you learn, you meet people, and you learn people, yeah. and you become friends with people that you might not have ever mm-hmm. crossed paths with in your life. And yeah. Michael is one of those people who I've known. Yeah. I've watched him on TV in Omaha for years and years. Listen to him, follow mm-hmm. his podcast, all that shit. But I got to meet him <laughs> and walk shoulder to shoulder with him. Yeah. And and call Cadence. He'll laugh about that hopefully. Um, and it was just so much fun. And you just learn, you learn yeah. stuff about people at 3 a.m. when you're like, oh, I bet. you know, 16 hours without sleep at this point or whatever. Yeah. And, and well, it's fun. And you guys are all like-minded. It's, it's for the cause. Right. It's, it's nothing more than that. Right. And, and yeah, it's a 50-mile march, man. It's, yeah. It, it's a little taxing. Well, like you're talking about your feet. <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're quick to learn the people who maybe underestimated why they were there. And there are some of those. Um, Do you have people bow out? We did. We lost, I think, four or five people this year because of injury, or they just couldn't make it. Uh, yeah, not, but a little bit of both. Okay, yeah, I feet. wondered. Feet, yeah. man, feet. People don't take care of their feet. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Ben, Andy, you guys haven't said that yeah. you would be wanting to do this. Well, you get you get signed up. You do it. I know she's yeah. all on board. Yeah, because you're the, and then we can raise all the funds around you, and then I'll be hanging out at the brewery. Andy will probably be there too. I can do that. You know I'll what? Probably Paul, already Paul be there anyway. S- <laughs> Paul and my boys are, are so they're sad saying crew. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Paul and my boys are the SAG crew. That's what they say. So they do mm, handle all the stuff at the landing, which is awesome because we do land at Nebraska Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. But two years ago, it was my birthday, and they showed up at Baker's Candy, and with with donuts. Oh. And at midnight, and you're 20 miles in, you're like, "Fuck yeah, this <laughs> is what, exactly what I needed. Yeah. I need me some. Can I have two Krispy Kremes, please?" There you go. Yeah. So, well, and I could be an RV guy. I could drive an RV. See, there you go. You know, so I mean, we, there are some ways that we could support. Mm. We could Jay's wife Becky has been in charge of the the support crew. They, I mean, they're amazing. I could talk about this for several hours, but I know we don't <laughs> have so much time. But the support crew that lets the walkers and marchers do what we do is also amazing. Yeah, then so. I could see you doing that since you're like EMT you know all that we could like, load up yeah. the truck and have all the medical goods and okay. follow yep. people yeah. around yeah. Right on. <laughs> I could have donuts and beer and yep. I'd be yep. set yeah, yeah. I can yeah. do that alright <laughs> well we got it figured out there we go it's great man Boom. it's a cool it, I feel like you know and I had never heard about this for whatever reason um we're just we're growing and and so yeah. again it started on this really quiet trajectory like six marchers and we want to raise twenty five hundred dollars and then it was like okay now we got forty people and mm. now I mean it's kind of like a groundswell we're just getting right. yes. started but what's crazy is like some of those numbers you're talking about and what you guys have been raising like that's nothing to shake a stick at that's a big deal and and this is these numbers are literally just um, literally ground level yeah just. Mm-hmm. People donating money. Right. We have several corporate sponsors sure. that are not even included. Like this yeah. three hundred ten thousand dollars doesn't include some of our major corporate sponsors that I bet. Are, are loading Man. it. So yeah, it, it is. It's um, it's awesome, and it's it goes to show you that people are willing to to give to veterans when 100%. when they when they know that it can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love it. It's cool. I'm glad we're getting it out there and, and helping people. We appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, how could people like help? Or fi- since, you know, find since it this that, just yeah. happened, can you still absolutely? So donate? they can go to the Fifty Mile March um, webpage, so Fifty Mile March Foundation dot org. Okay, and there's a donate button right there. Perfect. There is a button in there if you want to apply to be a walker next year. Okay, so um, I'm gonna have to the do de- that. The deadline is coming up for the oh, for for that. So go in and do it um, to be a walker, and you have to give, you know there's some criteria you have to complete to do that. Okay, um, but yeah, you can donate. You can volunteer. Um, 
you know, for next year's march? I think we'd get our silent majority, all, all of our common folk, to get behind, rally behind Morgan. 100%. I, I think love we, it. I think we can do this. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. She's like, shit, now I'm on the hook. No, <laughs> I like all about it. But what, what, I want to know what questions I have to say yes or no to. No so it's, I got you. I, I'll, I'll mentor you. I'll, I'll train you. It's a uh, 50milemarch.org, and it's 50 oh. with numbers, 50. Yep. Uh, March.org. And then, yeah, for sure. And and I like the idea that, like, people have to apply to be a yeah. walker and that have to really be committed. It's it, And that we talk about that word a lot. It's commitment. Yeah. It's not yeah. just like, oh, I want to do like, this. Because a lot of it's people not a want. a casual thing. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people want to do something. They're sure. like, yeah, I want to yep. do that. I can't tell you the number of people that said, yeah, I want to do that. Sure. But are you committed to do it? Oh and that's a big gosh, word for us. Yes. It's committed. Yeah. You're going to. Mm-hmm. We ask you to raise a certain dollar amount. We ask yep. you to. Uh, participate in a pre-qualifying walk. We ask you to, you know, attend a couple of meetings that are informational for your own purposes. We ask a little bit yeah. of you because we want to know that you are committed yeah. to the cause and and to what we're trying to do. Well, cool. I commit, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you. I commit to hang out at the brewery and wait for you to show up. I can okay. do that. Yeah. All of it Does is your necessary. husband walk? He does not. He okay. uh, so I, I I jumped on this so quick, and he's like, "This is you. This is all you." Yeah. Um. So he is with our the rest of our team, who I is invaluable to me because I'm usually I'm again I'm a task oriented person. I'm that person that wants to be there, controlling how things finish at the end. Mm-hmm. And I just let the whole thing go, and they they are on it. And when we get there, everything's amazing. So that's he's, huge. he's our he's my support crew. That's awesome. Nice. Good stuff. Cool. Well, Kim, we definitely appreciate you coming. Um, Thank you for having me. 100%. Every one of our guests, we like to give a gift. So this is your gift right here uh, from some folks that we work with over at HandleBend. Wow. Um, HandleBend.com. These guys are out in O'Neill, Nebraska, and they hand make copper products, primarily mugs and straws and these kinds of things to have drinks with. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can see with that packaging, the packaging is crazy. You can peek in there. You're not going to be able to get it open. You're going to have to. It comes with a crowbar. That little crowbar. Yeah. A crowbar. It does really. It literally has a crowbar on the side so I can open the package. This is cool as shit. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you guys being, you know, marketing minds and the cool stuff that you guys do with the beer cans and stuff, you can see with this right here. These folks have got it nailed. No, literally. The, yeah, right, yeah. The, the, package, <laughs> the packaging is so badass, and the product is super wow. quality. Um, so anybody who's looking for a cool, you know, unique gift, handlebend.com. That's a Nebraska-made company. Um, they're doing awesome stuff. So They really are. This yeah. is cool. When I get home and pry this open, I'm going to take a picture and post it. Yeah. yeah. Tag sure. you guys. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. And we appreciate you coming. We hope you enjoy that. Thank uh, you. Hope you enjoyed your time today. I had a blast. I yeah. like I, said, I could stay here for several hours, but I know you guys got other shit to do. So. <laughs> There's always something. <laughs> but when Can't we got wait beers, to drink I mean, some more beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, not me more, but I'm going to head up Soon. to your place. What was it called again? The light beer? Uh, good game. Good game. Good game I'm yeah. going to say, good, I want the good, good game. game and not say the light beer. We, I, I always have to think. <laughs> and I, when I look up, I, I always have to think because we went through several names for it. Oh, did you? And I always want to call it this other name that I voted for, but nobody else did. So mm. whatever. But then I have to think good game because you can slap somebody on the ass yeah, when you exactly. say it. So that's how I remember yeah. it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I'm Never, totally okay. not going to forget it now because I associated <laughs> it to something now. Right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you slap someone on the ass and you get slapped in the face. <laughs> well, it's the only time you can slap somebody on the ass is when you say good game. You get a okay. You get all right. I'm on it. That's it's, you yeah. get a pass. It's authorized. That's, 
That's Anything awesome. else, man? No. I think we're good. All, All right, right, cool. We appreciate it for sure. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Peace. let's close it down.